Hello, and welcome to One More Word Pod, presented by Got to Say It Radio. As always, I am joined by, or we are joined by, the winner of 348 Tonys, 968 Emmys, 3,422 and a half Oscars. I had to share uh, that one with Milton Berle. Exactly. The guy who is the real-life character from the Battle of Los Angeles uh, movie, uh, who saved the day, uh, <laughs> Staff Sergeant Nance. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Alowich is Octavius Arnold, Gerard Ron, the third to have a fifth and seventeenth and three quarters in the third. Oh, it's good to be back. Last week we we needed a week because both of our lives were on fire, and also the world was covered in a level of water that would be considered dangerous. <laughs> Just slightly dangerous. Just, yeah. and- and and who you know who doesn't love Glockenspiel? I'm Marvin Williams, by the way. <laughs> Not the draft pick you wanted, but the draft pick you well you didn't deserve either. So mm. there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> At least one of us on this show has been drafted into a professional sport. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you know it's it's funny. Gs, I got to fact check that too, because I was just trying to figure out. I was going, you know, going back through a whole bunch of old stuff, and you know, like that recent check from the Oakland A's that I never cashed. <laughs> it was a, one of those things. Like, how can we can be like a Rick or like, you know, can we be like a Ricky Anderson check, like a million bucks, maybe not three cents. Um, so apparently it was and and what I need to do, and I just need to just get off on it, is go to the Mets and just go to their archive and say, okay, when I received this phone call and oh my God, it was nineteen eighty three maybe 384 wait was that the exactly same, that's what, the same draft that daryl strawberry got drafted and see that's and what makes me think Billy Bean. That's what, you see that's what, that's what makes me think it wasn't a draft it was an invite and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why i say that because you know i came from these towns of like there was one phone on our block and mm-hmm. there was two phones in our neighborhood. So, hey, so-and-so is looking for Marvin. You know, one of those things at like 1130 at night. And it's like, you know, it ain't the cops because they're not, you know, kicking down our door, throwing in gas masks, saying, you jaywalked. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Okay. Not soon enough, so, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things of like, um, you know, being uh, – half asleep and 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 that kind of became the story around the neighborhood i i i i I need to gsi fact check and get some receipts on that (laughs) that's that's what i'm gonna say (laughs) even if anything you still got invited to a major league camp following them signing two of the (laughs) most impactful professionals in the sport if you look at just the way yeah. things panned out, Daryl Strawberry kind of changed what it meant to be a hitter in mm-hmm. baseball, and Billy Bean's uh, work with John D. Podesta and everything in Oakland really created the modern way we look at baseball, for good or for bad. And right. and I'm so glad you said Billy Bean. He's so he's I don't know. Okay, you know I know everybody does the Moneyball Brad Pitt thing, blah blah blah. Whatever. But I think honestly. And, and I'm gonna give you credit for this because you brought this up. The whole uh, the idea of one day a professional league having more sabermetricians or whatever the magic word of the day is, you know, as opposed to people who grew up in the game, you know, instead of a Brian Snicker who spent his entire life in in baseball and 40 years with the Braves, who's not a manager, it'd be a guy who might not have played, but you know, managed you know, did a, you know, even a play, you know, and I'm trying not to be, please, I'm not, I'm being cynical here. I'm actually being very truthful, like, you know, managed a league in a PlayStation tournament or something like that, <laughs> who has shown, who, who's shown that they have the skills to understand the function, the business functioning of the game to make it work and put it together. And, and, and I'm with you that that could happen. And again, you know, kudos to you know Matthew for sort of having that idea about that, that could happen. And, and Billy Bean was that before it was that. You know, and I think a lot I'm I think much like Kurt Blood, I think much like any player or any any person who sort of became like the tip of the spear for a particular movement, you know, may not ever truly get the benefit of their genius. Like the Wright brothers never made a penny off a of flight. Mm. You know. Um, so 
it, it is. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you see someone who had the wherewithal to say, yes, we may have been doing this this way for a hundred of years, hundreds of years or a hundred years, but it don't mean we have to keep doing it that way. And what he's been able to do and now what has come from his genius, maybe other teams have benefited more than he did, but you see it, you know, you, you see it. Now, granted, in some cases when done improperly, just like anything else, insert Philadelphia Phillies, you get a manager who is so data driven as well as protein shake driven that, you know, he smells like a, he's, you know, he smells like a GNC. He's not the manager now, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, I know, yeah, I know that was unfair, but hey, it is, there you go. <laughs> we're officially six minutes into the show, and Marvin's already bucking shots at people. When you anyway, hey, look, go big, go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the idea of over analytically looking at a sport, and we see it now more than ever, I mm-hmm. I understand it. But there are certain things that create external variables because as much as Billy Beans doubted he was the tip of the spear, but he didn't reap the benefits of it outside of maybe making an ALCS. Uh, right. When you look at what was done in that's Boston, right, they never made it to. That's right, they never made it to a World Series no. with him. No, right, you're right, you're so right, yeah. And there's a lot of things that in that era you look at PEDs and you look at yeah. their minor league system and. Money still matters in in sports, especially in the current situation of organized baseball, because there is no salary cap. There's a luxury tax that is in, in the, essentially laughable. And right. when you right. look at the way the way the modern baseball is constructed, the analytical teams will get hot for a while, but there is a level of unsustainability because those players. Look at what happened in Oakland. Jason Giambi, you look at Barry Zito, yeah. you look at all the players that were developed by that system, but if you don't have money behind you, you're ostensibly screwed. You're going to lose those players, you're going to lose that market, and how is it every other year we're hearing about the Oakland A's moving to Santa Clara or San Jose, um, yeah. and well, Oakland as a sports town has really lost a lot over the past few years uh they moved the warriors moved from oakland to san francisco the raiders have mm-hmm. moved from oakland to las Raiders. vegas and now you know the a's have been there since 1960 1961 right and they've been looking for greener pastures since the 70s yeah you know, you know look man the second they let rick anderson go it yeah. was over uh, the, the, so, which brings us to it, really, you're right in the middle of our first topic of what we were talking about when a league is not a league, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? What does that tell our listeners when inherent in the conversation about your team is there will be a time when you can no longer afford your best player? What does that tell you? It tells you that there is an upside down structure to how contracts are organized and you know okay insert caveat here we never talk about the money unless it's about the money yeah we, ne- we, we never want to see anybody out of work you know matthew will tell you i am not a fan of the dh but the fact that he gives another guy a job i'm cool with that and we've had a lot of conversations about this over oh, the years exactly so you know i we never want to see you know and i you know i just make it about me, so that way I'm not stepping on anybody else's toes. My favorite franchise in sports is the Boston Red Sox or the New York Metropolitans. Oh, there you go. You, f- I, you flip back and forth. You flip back <laughs> and forth. Weird. You love it's the New true, York Metropolitans, but we were yes, uh, we were on the baseball train, so I apologize. That's right. You're, you're, no, 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 no. You're actually excellent. Excellent point. Well placed. So here we go. So. And the same thing with Boston Red Sox. There was a time coming after some World Series championships where our manager was Bobby Valentine. And, you know, I enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed a colonoscopy with a spear. 
because <laughs> he is not the guy that I want representing my franchise. I still see him with a fake mess mustache as a Mets manager in the dugout, right? Uh, you know, I, I still hear some of the most, well, I would say the most ridiculous things I've heard said in media to date, but someone else has beat, beat the record on that one, and, and I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, but, uh, you know, especially about getting the light inside the body. But the idea of what, you know, having a manager for a franchise like me with when he was the manager or me now with our current coach, whose name I'll never say out loud on purpose, um, is, is you love the team and not the regime. So what oh, you have. So true. Yeah, so, you know, you have this person, like, sort of, I'm so sort of leading your franchise for better or for worse, and you want them to do well, but you know the caveat of them doing well is that person is going to stay, right? If the Jets win the Super Bowl this year, that means I'm going to be stuck with this guy for the next God knows how Three long. Three to five years. Right. So, now, but in oh, today. Hold on but, one second. No, you got you covered. Hey, what's up? He texted you. I saw, I hear her. She seems to be fine. Do you want me to go grab her? Yeah. All right, hold on. I got to go grab Olive. (laughs) He's grabbing Olive. (laughs) Give me five seconds. Five If we see Matthew get thrown through a window, it's because Olive has gotten too big for him to handle. So this is going to be really funny what's going to happen next. Either he can, you're going to see him carry her back in, or we're going to see Matthew flying across the screen like a like a like like a scene out of you know Die Hard or whatever. It's going to be pretty hilarious either way. So let's see what's going to happen. Thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> Speaking of pasta, have you ever thought about the quality of pasta in your spaghetti? Because I have. I'm very big on, on good food. And it's scenario A, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, she's getting so bed, big. But I thought, yeah, she's getting huge. Hi, baby. I'm going to put her on my bed, but give me two seconds. No problem. <sighs> I tell you, you know, that cuteness kind of ruins the whole effect of having something funny. Because as soon as you see you go, aww. And I'm not even a dog guy or a pet guy, period. So I'm, 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 I'm actually a pet abolitionist. So there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, he's getting a squeaky toy, too. That's so cool. <laughs> and there we are. All right. So I also have not a, ha- so, had so, a haircut in so, nine months, so. <laughs> so we so so me and the listener just had a little bet on what we were going to see either you carrying her back in your arms like that or you flying across the door because olive got so big she actually kicked you out the window so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not we editing had... any of that out then <laughs> so and we also had a discussion about the quality of pasta in your spaghetti i think you would find that interesting uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so so you know okay so having a franchise successful with someone at the league that you don't care for, yes, you want the success, but you understand that for the rest of your life, that success is going to be tied to a person on your franchise that you didn't really care for, right? Pretty much. So, but today, but today, how many times have you seen a coach win a championship? Two years later, they're gone. Oh, that happens more often than not. Exactly. When before winning a championship, at least guarantee you 10 years, right? You know, you see a person win coach of the year, but they get the award the following year when they're the manager or the coach of another team. You know, you, you, we, we see a player win an MVP and then the very next year, there, there you go. You got it. So, so in today, in today's sports environment, Leagues aren't leagues anymore. Teams aren't teams anymore. And 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 oh by the way, if 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 this is the natural evolution or unnatural evolution, whatever you want to call it, because of 
the nature of businesses being involved, paychecks, salary caps, lack of salary caps, uh, uh, financial restrictions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's become about it's become about the money and not the game anymore. Fine, whatever. Hockey might think. to support it, help it, and have loved it all these years, Matthew and I will still watch it. You know, the, the, you know, but you know, there's also something wrong with us. There, that there's, very there's wrong something inherently. There's there's screws and things that are missing and 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 stuff like that. So, but you know, when you look at a sport, and we go back to baseball, who over the last what is it, twenty plus years, has been declined every year. Attendance, television viewership, um, on the verge of being overtaken by the NBA. If not, if they haven't been already, I feel like it's already happened. Um, I I feel like you know what? It's funny. It's like okay, so here's the thing: of like you know, whenever you study statistics, you know, there's lies, or damn lies, and then there's statistics, right? So we can get the numbers and say, well. Basketball hasn't taken over Major League Baseball yet, but boy, does it feel like it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that dumb question the doctor asks you. On a level of 1 to 10, how much does it hurt? <laughs> I kind of don't care, Doc. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I amount I would of like it hurting <laughs> is not superseded by the fact that it hurts. I'm here because <laughs> it is at a level to which I need medical attention. Exactly. I want it to not hurt. So, you know, can we so you know, can we focus on that? Can we just focus on the mission at hand? So, but 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 now baked into a sports fan reality and conversation is Matthew's my favorite player. I drafted him number 3 in the draft and he outperformed his rookie contract, so now I'm going to darn near max him out for his next contract. I want to do it early cuz I don't want him I don't want him leaving, you know, I want to kind of protect him, protect my franchise. Okay, so now he went from being my superstar draft pick player and carrying us for the first, what, two or three years of his career. And now I just maybe gave him four more years or five more years. So now I should have him for eight. That's not going to happen because what's going to happen is Matthew is going to do something great. He's going to win an MVP, maybe even, you know, maybe even bring us a ring or two and going to decide, hey, I don't like Marvinville that much anyway. I'd rather go play for someone else because the money's better, the situation's better, or I just want to just totally max out on my next earnings for the for the for the for the, for the next few years of my career. Whatever his choices are are his choices and they're available to him and he's earned them. But baked into the conversation of the fan now is eventually we're not gonna be able to afford him. Or if we can't afford him, we won't be able to afford anyone else. So then that leaves us with the option of having Matthew the Great as leader of my franchise for his entire career, but he's playing with basically a bunch of cats who, like, you know, got fired from GNC and worked at Academy Sports part-time. You know, it, it's – so, I, you know – That sounds exactly <laughs> like Mike Piazza's tenure with the Mets. Boom, baby. You, How can – how can we look at a league, look at a team, look at a sport when the majority of your conversation about said other, one of the aforementioned, is the fact that the best player won't be on the team anymore, more so than it is what the team is doing now. And when you read posts and you, when you hear other people, experts, whatever they want to call themselves talking about it, these are the conversations you get now. Um, and 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 then the times when you don't, it's like an awesome surprise. Uh, Jets draft Mark Sanchez, and Matthew will tell you I was totally for it. I said mm-hmm. he was a guy we should get. It, okay, I'm lying. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. what in the ham sandwich are we doing? This, it was not. It, there was no joy in Mudville that day. There was no joy in Mudville, in Crapville, in Stankville. They were all all the Tri Cities were in in <laughs> all the, the greater Tri City area was ablaze. <laughs> That's right. It was everybody's couches on fire? <laughs> so, uh, and and but the his first two years, the the two years that he gave us as Jet fans, 
were some a you know along with Rex Ryan along with Rex Ryan too. So you know we got to say that, but you know we also have to be honest about the conversation of what he meant as the leader of the franchise, as a quarterback anyway, leader of that franchise, even though, yes, it was a great defense and blah, 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 all the other things that we hear, all other things that we see, whatever, right? So as, as, as the quarterback for that franchise, his first two years, two AFC championship games, leading at halftime in one and darn near coming back in the second to, 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 to take us to a Super Bowl, whether we win or lose is irrelevant. Those are still, of recent memory, two of my favorite seasons as a Jets fan in, 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 in latest memory, okay? The, the year that the field goal was missed that would have sent us to the Super Bowl uh, against, uh, oh, uh, I forgot who we would have played, the uh, Bill Parcells last year. That uh, would have been in 98, you, Denver would have been Atlanta. Right. Would have been Atlanta. I, 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 man, I could, man, I could see us, I could, I could see us winning that Super Bowl without, you, would have and, you know. have sideswiped them in the street. Exactly. Well, you know what? Atlanta sideswiped themselves, you know, you know, preachers hanging out with hookers. I'm sorry, too soon. Uh, <laughs> we all, we all, we all missed the gold club. We all missed the gold club. <laughs> So, you know, here, here, you know, as awesome as that was and as heartbroken as I was when that when that when that field goal missed. That wasn't as an enjoyable ride as it was well for me, as it was the first two years that Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan gave us uh, along with Bart Scott. It was unexpected. there you go. There was never a conversation about, oh, the Jets won't be able to hang on to him. Uh, he's going to be gone in five years. There was never a conversation about he was outplaying his contract, which in my opinion he was. Uh, and, 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 okay, throw the numbers if you want to. Fine. You want to talk about the numbers? Let's talk about the numbers. So statistically, where Mark Sanchez fit in the mold, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. You know, it's funny how you can take a quarterback like Dan Marino, who never won a Super Bowl, right, only went to one or maybe two. Doesn't one. matter. You went to two one. if you count it's, the Ace Ventura Super Bowl. We have to because <laughs> it's 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 in the Geneva Convention. Look it up. Um, <laughs> so you 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 so you have Dan Marino, who everyone you know says is the greatest quarterback ever, and that's fine because of his statistics, and they don't say the yeah but right. Mm-hmm. And then you have Brad Johnson. Or you have Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl, who wears a Super Bowl ring as quarterbacks. And we, defense stuff aside, defense stuff aside, we don't even bring them into conversation. But guess what? Who would you want? Would you care if it was Dan Marino or Trent Dilfer if you were Miami bringing you a Super Bowl? I'm, not, Heck I'm no. calling Dan Marino now, and he's damn near sixty. Exactly. And we covered so, all of this in the archives. You can listen to every single episode of One More Word on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, we do not have Joe Rogan money, but we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. Anywhere you hear audio, for the most part, you'll hear One More Word and also occasional appearances from my dog. That's right, because life without Olive. And it's so funny. One of the things I said while you were away was I said I'm actually a pet abolitionist, but I'm okay with Olive being with you. So... <laughs> Uh, and I know, I know, I know. Right now, like a lot of people are looking, what the hell is an abolitionist? What does that mean? Anyway, so they'll they'll work it out. <laughs> Olive lives matter. So, um, too soon. Yeah, I'm. I, look, this, this look. Hey, man, it is it? It's today. All it's right? going to be so, a short and very punchy show because both of us <laughs> have had weeks. <laughs> so, you know, if your feelings, so if your feeling get hurt, then I'm sorry, maybe. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, be sure to like, and subscribe. Oh, so the, the edit time on this one, this one's coming out on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what does that say for the fan, right? What does that say for the fan when inherent now think of the people who are learning to love baseball, learning to love football, learn love whatever. And, and part of their, part of their, Donna now is going to sports Donna now is going to include that's DNA by the way for those of you who don't watch Utopia um, part of your sports Donna now is to talk about how their favorite team won't be able to afford their best if not favorite player 
after year X because of that's how it is. And that's just how it is. You, you know, with all with <laughs> with all due respect, which means none, that that man, that's a that's that's it's it shouldn't be that way, but it is. So and, we accept it, we move it, we deal with it. And it's the inherent right the thing about pro sports is there's an inherent capitalism to it. But right. there's also so much corporate socialism that really doesn't get talked about outside of revenue sharing, collective bargaining. There's so much socialism within. This is another topic we've talked about on the show before. The idea of their socialism to a point in sports, and that is why most sports leagues still exist. Uh, when you look right. at the recent XFL revival, and now the XFL is being brought back, one of my main issues with the XFL and my issues with a lot of modern pro football alternatives is the league-owned model. And the MLS has found found a way to make it work for a little while, but right. the only way they've been able to be successful is with franchising. And that... You know, go ahead, I'm, go so, ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, please only thought. MLS, because of the sport that that football is, or soccer is, has an inherent life on its own because of its global appeal that is leaking into the American corporate culture. That would, that's my only insert. Okay, and go. <laughs> and when you look at NASCAR, the franchise right. model, every aspect of American sports that work is, is predicated on a franchise model. When you look at other right. leagues that have been wholly owned, there's a lack of oversight because everything's owned and operated by the league. So you're – and also there's an inher inherent imbalance because some markets might get favored more than others – and when yep. you look at general manager, everybody's working for the same league, it dilutes the idea of competition. In my in my opinion, I could be mm -hmm. wrong. I've been wrong numerous times in my life. But as an okey-doke ex-minor league sports executive, which is weirdly on my resume, you see yeah, how... It's okey-doke. It's very... Uh, my career's been very okey-doke. Um <laughs> You see the leagues that are successful, the leagues that survive, the teams may not survive, the franchises may not survive, especially in the early years. When you look at this has been the most stable professional sports have been, I think, you know, ever. Since the 60s. Yeah. Since the 60s, right? Uh, the 60s, if you're taking out... See, this is kind of peacetime for pro sports, exception with the exception of hockey, because hockey's had the most expansion of any of the major four right. sports over the past 20 years. And right. when you look at baseball, you look at football, you look at basketball, there's been... You got to look at it in waves, I guess. Since the 1960s, mm -hmm. pro football's been level. There have been yeah. some... The World Football League, the USFL, those have been the only real competition since the AFL merger. But even then, right. there's just, it's been upward upward momentum. The NBA, right. since the ABA merger, the up until 1984, I would say, they were on an uneven pattern. They would okay. have highs and they would have lows. And the early late 1970s, early 1980s, at least from a national landscape point of view, was, right. was maybe... Tied for third with the NHL. Uh, Major League Baseball had the entire decade of the 70s and the 80s fighting back and forth with the NFL. Once it turned into the 1990s, 1994 was a huge dip for them. It took them four years maybe to get level. They mm -hmm. rode that until 2002, and then 2002 was a perfect storm where the steroid scandals kept that idea kept growing uh Barry Bonds chase for 70 uh started around that or chase for the home run record became more in earnest in that time period and then the hall the all-star game that didn't end <laughs> the game in Milwaukee and I remember listening Thank to you, bud <laughs> I remember Thank listening you, to WFAN the night of that all-star game and the amount of Angry calls. A lot of people turned their backs on organized baseball over the past 20 years, and that was kind of a flashpoint. And you're seeing it yeah. even more now. And Rob Manford may replace Roger Goodell as the most despised commissioner in pro sports. 
which is hard to pull off. He, he's working for it. Now, again, I give I give Roger Goodell credit. He loves wearing the black hat. Mm-hmm. He loves, you know, he's and, and actually I think that's make that's making him more lovable. The fact that he's really digging, you know, you know, being the heel. Oh, he loves it. He's, but that's the thing. He doesn't mind it because he knows what he's doing is continuing to grow the league. The issue with exactly. Manfred is he's, you know, he's a guy who's been a lawyer his entire life, worked in organized sports and organized bargaining. He's just a guy. He's not a personality. He's not worked in that world, and he doesn't want the heat because he can't handle it. Or he just doesn't know how to deal with anything like that. Goodell's the guy who is the mall general manager. And if the mall is on fire, will still stand outside and say, don't worry about it. We're going to be opening up. And Oh, it's already open already for you right there. We've got so a Chili's. Just, Come back. We, we, We've and, got and a Chili's. And a Chick-fil-A. Whereas Rob Manfred is the guy who's driving the Hindenburg into the Titanic while he's wearing his, uh, you know, Hiroshima hat. I guess I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the atomic bomb dropping. I went August. to Euro Disney T-shirt. Exactly backwards. Uh, with, because he, with an Enron <laughs> stock certificate firmly in his hands. <laughs> because he thinks it makes him look gangster. Is 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 I'm sorry, that guy. So okay. So to your point, right? Between the 70s and the 90s, how many? Major League Baseball teams that we lose, franchises that we lose. Well, uh, are you talking about moving or just completely? Uh, uh, um, Montreal, two thousand lost. Well, like, they're technically not. The Expos technically weren't lost. They right, were. They weren't lost. They just moved. They just moved. Yeah. We didn't right, lose but, franchises, but we've come close to losing franchises. Right, we've come close. We've come close. Um. In NFL between the seven and the nineties, that's kind of an awkward thing to say because uh, some of the USFL teams got absorbed, right? Like no, they uh, they if they played their cards right, a bunch of them would have been absorbed, right? Or I think merged. But you know, yeah. the the current person in charge of the United States of America kind of turned that into yeah. not happening. Because I was thinking about Tampa Bay. Like, I was thinking about Tampa Bay being a USFL franchise. No, the Bandits, the Bandits were, because... Right. Yeah, the Bandits, Thank and you. yeah, because they were named the Bandits because, uh... Wow, uh... Yeah, Burt Reynolds Spanos, was a, right. it, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Reynolds was one of the co-owners <laughs> with John Bassett, who created that league and, I think, the World Football League. Right. Uh and yeah, John Spano, uh, owner of the Islanders. That's an yeah. underrated thirty for thirty, in my opinion. Even though it's directed he, by one of the dudes from Entourage. You know, he he should that. I'm sorry. I, look, yeah, for those who don't know, she who she who is brilliant and beautiful. Her favorite franchise in the universe is the Islanders. And so, but if you bring up Spanos, you would get your throat cut. Mm. It would be slow. It would be painful. Will be she will speak in languages. <laughs> she was speaking languages you're going to understand while she's doing it but trust me you you're asking to that be ended at that particular moment i think i brought uh, i think i brought off the drive for th- five once and she yelled out kali ma and tried to take my heart <laughs> exactly right that was on my birthday <laughs> i know and man you know what man the helping with the horns are so sexy too it's amazing <laughs> uh but- <laughs> it's one of those shows that they oh done. this is the best one so far <laughs> and it's going to so, be edited to death <laughs> so you know the, so you know the idea of you're right we're in a time where the leagues are the leagues and the teams are stable but they're not stable why? Because the faces are going to keep moving. The best players are going to keep moving. Max contracts are going to move players. Teams are going to only have so much money to pay so many guys who can who are actually have quality. So so it's like we're stable in terms of where the franchises are. And by the way, in this conversation, we're leaving out the Raiders because mm. they don't count. Because the Raiders would go play in Regina, Canada, if if if, if you know if the moment was right. God bless Al. I love him. But he, I'm sorry. I wish I was a Raiders fan just because of Al Davis. 
Because that's the kind why of guy I want to Why do you think I am a Raiders back. fan? That's the exact <laughs> reason why I am a Raiders fan. You know, it's, it, it's, it's all about the fans. It's all about, you know, and, and, and okay, he wasn't stupid. Sorry to use profanity. He, he wanted to win. He wanted to make money. But it was all about the experience for the people that 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 believed in the black and silver and 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 that's the kind of owner you want. My owner is probably gonna end up in federal prison because we won't even get in there. Anyway, British Open. So it's, it's really, dudes, come on. It's like that. Who would not? Can you imagine an entire league? An entire league. And I don't care if it's only 20 teams, but every owner is like Al Davis. I would like to be I, w- I would like to be in charge of that league. I also would want the commissioner of that league to have the access to as much therapy as humanly possible because that's <laughs> dealing with 20 different wartime consigliaries and I don't know if anybody can handle that. <laughs> I don't I don't think therapy will help. I think they will need to go straight to injection and electroshock because that would just be that. I mean, but can you imagine like what they wouldn't do? Like having having in the same league, having like a have, having like a Charlie Finley and Al Davis, Bill Vick. you know, Bill Vick, the kind of people who would do anything for, for their fan or anything to I- win. Like, that's the interesting thing. When you look at when you look at a guy like James Dolan, right? One of the worst owners in sports. And then you look at a genie bus. Yeah. Genie bus will do anything to ensure the Lakers are in the hunt. Uh, James Dolan will do anything to make sure that his band is playing before the Eagles at Madison Square Garden. But will still do enough performative things to ensure that he can sell a bunch of season tickets. And basically the... The the Knicks and the Rangers over the past 20 years have been gu- gliding off of name recognition oh, and branding in a town that oh. deserves better. I heard a conversation oh. the other day about what's the better sports town, Philly or New York, and this is Stephen A. Smith saying this on Jesus and Mero on Showtime. And he said that Philly is a better sports city because they've had more things to root for over the past few years. And this is a town with the Yankees in it. You know what? And, two, and the Giants winning that, two Super Bowls. You know what? He okay. That's interesting. He would take that pick. I would say New York because they've had the least amount of things to root for, but yet they still do so passionately. Mm. The two, and see, and and by the way, this is this is right into our conversation. I'm so glad I disagree with him because um, that just made my day. Um, That's the, a day that ends in Y. So you know. yeah. Well, there you go. So. The idea of a town, and we did this in the last episode. We talked about all the franchises in New York, right? We talked about how poorly they are run, how poorly they are owned. And I believe, and by the way, GSI fact check us on this. I believe we actually said, isn't it amazing that the New York fan base is what it is, given the fact that all you have to do is basically open up a gym and have a bunch of guys wearing the same color T-shirt and you're a New York franchise, you're going to be relatively successful because people are going to follow you because you're in New York. So, and and oh, by the way, look look at the ownership of the New York franchises with, without the exception of the Buffalo Bills who <sighs> just don't. Um, but, sorry, Alex. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so if, so if, if that's indeed the case with having to spend more money and more time to get to a game, to have the game experience, and have nothing to want to get there for, to me, that tells me New York is the greater sports town because the fan base is still passionate about their franchises, even if their franchises are losers, right? Yes, Philly has had more to celebrate. They've had a Super Bowl. They've had this. They've had that. Yes, that is true. But to me, that doesn't make it a a a, a better sports city in terms of the fan base to me that means yeah you know that's like saying aren't the pets fans great because they win so many super bowls no because <laughs> there are people who 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 didn't know what football was until the pets won their second or third super bowl and all of a sudden now yeah we're the best okay who was the quarterback before tom brady uh buck schnickelfick yeah that's it nick uh, bonacani 
<laughs> Bob Costas. So, you know, it's just this idea. It's just this idea of just because an area is successful doesn't make it a great sports town. What what to to what makes it a great sports town is the fact that the and going back to again our Al Davis conversation, the fans, the people who will shell out their hard earned money, their and more importantly, the time that they'll never get back to come and support you, right? That's what makes it that's what make the that's what makes the Oakland fans so great, the Steelers fans so great, the Dallas Cowboy fans. So great because no, no matter what, you will see a truck that is barely legal to be driven, not just in the U.S., but probably most countries, with the exception of maybe a couple of places like Mogadishu, right? But it will have brand new Dallas Cowboy stickers on it. It's a car that you know, only operates in H. Exactly. You know, but it have, but but it will have a. It'll be plastered on the side, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? The steel curtain, and that part will look great, even though that's what's hang- that's what's holding the door on to the mm-hmm. doggone thing, right? It is it. That's a fan, not the one, not you know, not the person who has the brand new Gronk jersey with the Super Bowl sticker on the on on you know patch on the chest, and then you say, okay, well, what school did Gronk go to? Uh, he went to uh, Liberty University. Uh, no. So, oh my you know, God, it, I want I want that to be a thing. <laughs> so you know, it, it's 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 how can you, man, Stephen? I do. No, I'm sorry, bro. No, you blew that one. You you come at me. I don't care. You, you blew that one. I don't. It doesn't matter that Phillies had so much to celebrate. What matters is New York hasn't had anything to celebrate and has everything to be massively depressed. And they still support that guy still wearing a New York Knicks jacket, taking the taking the B train to work every day. And what's left on that on 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 that jacket is like part of the K, half of the N, the dot on the I and maybe like part of the S. That's all that's left. But you see the stitching for what her letters were when it said Knicks, you know, and he's still wearing that jacket and he still talks about the days of. But like he can tell you everybody on the roster from when when Phil Jackson played on the team. He's a big you Cassie know? Russell fan. Exactly. So, you know, no, no, I'm sorry. No, uh-uh, no. New York. New York is a sports town. New, New York, because they have, they have nothing to cheer for. And yet they do. Mm. So sorry, Stephen, you blew that one, buddy. Um, that being said, that being said, though, about the fans, right? Where it baked into the conversation is is that you're gonna maybe lose or not be able to keep your favorite player. At least you can say that you can keep your team. But now look at what's going on, right? Major League Baseball is back, not really, because how many franchises now have had to postpone games, pull off games, do whatever because of why did they go into the bubble? How is hockey getting this right and baseball can't? Like, Do you realize I, what you just said? Do you realize what you just said? You you just said how is hockey getting it right? I don't think since November eighth, two thousand nine, we've ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> and this I know is someone I've never who's worked it. for the National Hockey League. The, uh, my four hundred one k is still an NHL four hundred one k, and I'm perplexed at how I just I don't get how they just do it like you do spring training. How hard is that? How hard of a concept is it? And I'm sorry to get Mike Francesa in the fourth hour of a nine-hour show, but <laughs> you're... No, I'm sorry. I'm too awake for that. More like... A, I was, was going to say, yeah, you're still More awake. like the Mad Dog. I'm act- like Chris Russo after four and espressos. Also, and you're also not saying Google the computer and then actually mm-hmm. counting for your fan. That's true. <laughs> but how is it that Spring training, the concept right. of spring training did not occur right. to anybody in the major. And if, or if LeBron, it did, they blew it off. If LeBron James, LeBron James, biggest athlete on the planet, is cool with staying at a Disney hotel for two months. Right. How is anybody in Major League Baseball going to say with any level of certainty or assuredness, nah, I'm not going to do that. And that's no offense to anybody in Major League Baseball, no, but... No, it's not. But but your point, 
is a song because of oh let me explain it. leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lack thereof. It it you know your point about the bubble and your idea of how okay you remember the first iterations that were coming out we're going to have these these teams here and these teams there we're going to use these two stadiums we're going to play da 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 whatever and that was like perfect they'll be isolated be away from everybody this that and third whatever and then that way if something should happen unfortunately at least you got everything contained in one spot yeah but no 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 whoever the the grim ripper is that is the man that is the commissioner for major league baseball because he's because he's working on making a list in my book, to be honest with you, uh, you know, and I shouldn't say that because I just think it's just a lack of, of, what's that thing that they Force were looking off? for? In Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, brain. Mm. Um, I just, you know, I just, I, I, hate to, when the, the fact that we could even say hockey got it right, give that a moment. Yeah, we and, can actually and they, say and that. And they figured out a way to split up the split the country in half. They have half of their games in Toronto, half of their games in Edmonton. And oh, by the way, the fact that Canada told Major League Baseball, get out. Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> are playing in Buffalo. <laughs> it shows you how little that city trusted Major League Baseball leadership. Because that's, that's what it's about. And oh, by the way, for them, yes, hockey is a... Is, is is you know hockey is Canada's NFL yes but that's that's what we're talking about here we're talking about the fact that this country this city supported by this country told Major League Baseball not on our watch homie but yet and still they let they let hockey do and oh, oh by the way what happens in hockey a lot of physical contact mm-hmm. a lot of exchanging of sweat spit da 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 whatever a lot of stuff going on and and very few very few cases. No cancellations, Mm-mm. no nothing, and no I think casino the, runs. And I think that the cases in NHL happened early, which means they, they might have been before the bubble started. Th- th- thank you. That, that's I want to be sure. I didn't want to misspeak. So yeah, there you go. So, so here you have a case where, and in one league <laughs> of all the league, like if you, if I would not have put my money on that. That to me, to me, that's like going to Vegas right now and saying I put the Jets to win the. I want, I want, I want to put a hundred bucks on the Jets winning the next three Super Bowls. But what's the odds of that? <laughs> Eight hundred and fifty-eight hundred thousand billion trillion three four to the nineteenth power to one. So that means for every dollar, that's how much. That's how much I'm going to win. That, to me, saying the NHL is getting it right over every, you know, over over anyone else, especially baseball, with the amount of public conversation. That was had. If that's not embarrassing, the fact that you've had all these public, open, in some cases, angry conversations about how you're going to do this process and how you dupe the fans over and over again. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Now we're not going to do this. And this player says, I want my money, man. And this player said, that. You know, all this stuff is going on. And the fact that now, now, that lack of leadership has led to multiple players getting ill, whether they were following rules or not, is irrelevant because it starts at the top. That means there was some kind of hole in the system. And two, the fact that now families and people's lives are affected. We talked about what happened during the uh, Spanish flu uh, time in, in, in Major League Sports and, 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 and what happened then. And oh, by the way, what do we say? What do we say? Learn from it. You got you got you got the the best thing that could happen is you got and I didn't mean it in that way, but you have you can go back. There's this thing called the Internet. Matt just showed it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to stick. I don't think it's going to last. All right. I think it's a fad. I think I got, I think I got, next- I got you set up with Alta Vista, you know, <laughs> yeah, dot com account, you know, all the the AOL free child, the whole shebang bang. I got my prodigy dial up rocking, <laughs> man. I am good. So it, 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 it's like. It's not like you have to go to, I'm going to say it the way the kids say it. It's not like you have to go to a library and sit down and find a book, right? You can actually type on your phone in some case. If you have smart enough to have one of those phones, uh, hence it's called a smartphone or, or whatever. And you can see what, 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 what was done back then to keep people safe, what worked, what didn't work. And so you can build on that. And you didn't even do that. 
the NHL gets it right. The NHL gets it done. And Major League Baseball now has sick players, sick teams, people who we hope they're going to be okay. We hope that this, they're going to have it. it they, they'll, they'll get through it. They'll stay healthy. They will have fruitful, long lives and will not have to be put through any sort of medical medical pain or any sort of, you know, the worst things that could happen because of this, right? Mm -hmm. But that is a lack of leadership, not being in the bubble, like you said, not having it organized, not learning from what baseball did the last time you had a pandemic. It is so, so simple. It's, it, and we, we even did a show on that. We talked about how the NHL wasn't even around yet. And they still getting, and they're getting it right. I can't. That's the seventh time we said the NHL is getting it right. That's eight, and <laughs> we can't make this a habit. <laughs> My feet are starting to hurt. Yeah, I don't feel so, good. I don't feel good about this. I know, right? So, so Major League Baseball, they want to come back. They want to come back for the fans. If the stands are empty anyway, why play there? Well, good. It, it's it's. It's a, you know, if you were trying to get it wrong, well done, well done. If if if, if this was your plan to totally just s the pooch, well done. Sorry, Olive. Sorry, I had to hear that. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's man. It's anyway. We so in it's okay. NFL next, right? So, NFL been played in a bubble. Would it work? I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, NFL is pretty close to hockey. A lot of physical contact. A lot of stuff back and forth. Probably be the safest thing to do. Uh, take the teams to four different locations across the country, like you said. Split, split the country up: northeast, south, east, south, west, south, orange, or whatever you do, and let it be where I don't know. You know, you know, you know, I have to heard the funniest thing though. I'm sorry, this is a side, this is a side note here. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh <laughs> um taking this helicopter ground school uh flight class thing and 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 I actually heard the phrase, uh, what good is a compass? And I, you know, I'm a there you go, Olive. I said exact exact that was me in the back room, Olive. See, Olive Olive gets me. Olive, Olive, Olive gets has me. a field hockey ball that she's using. Uh, and, Olive gets yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was let, that was let like. Let me get what, what, that while you tell your story. <laughs> no problem. Like, what's the point of a compass? It's like, dude, really? So we're gonna have this conversation. So, so, you, you, we, 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 we have this case now, where, again, we always said, we've always said that the NFL was in the catbird seat. That the NFL can look back and see what everyone else is doing right, what everyone else might have get wrong, however they might mess that up. And and be able to benefit from it. So if anything from this lesson that should be the drop down on the multiple choice question that should be asked is the NFL. The NFL should very easily just say, OK, guess what? Bubbles the answer. That's going to be the safest for the type of sport that we have, like hockey, that, that we should definitely play in the bubble. Let people enjoy the TV experience. They have 197 cameras at every game anyway. Mm -hmm. They have cameras on wires swinging across the stadium. They have they have they they probably they probably even use drones too. Uh, you know, so they have all this technology to bring the HD experience to the fan. They have the players mic'd up, whatever. Go on and let that be that. Go on and let it be that enjoyable thing. Let it happen for what it is. And and let and let the people enjoy it, and most importantly, keep the players safe. And here's an adjunct to that: if there's no college football this season, there's been reports that the NFL would be considering to do Saturday through Monday. Right. How about you play? You split it up into four different regions, and you're playing one o'clock games, four o'clock games, and eight o'clock games Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. You keep the Monday package as it is. You yeah. keep the Sunday game as the marquee game. Mm -hmm. Everybody wins because you're Everybody getting because you're getting three games a day. You're getting six games 
in one location in two days. And while mm-hmm. both teams are out of the locker room, you have staff cleaning down, cleaning down the equipment, doing everything, and ensuring that everything moves at an expeditious rate. Right. You're keeping down the level of potential exposure, and also you're just you're promoting your game more. And, 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 and what better space to do it in? And oh, by, and, and it's since, since we want to call the NFL America sport, right? Because they, they, they basically, if you put the NFL and Major League Baseball in a race, uh, Major League Baseball would, wouldn't show up. But that's they the They play point. seventh in a three-team race. Exactly. So, so I'm, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, we bang on Goodell. Who doesn't? Because he's he he's the most bangable commissioner you got. But he's the most bangable because he can actually take it. It's kind of unfair to pick on like the guy for the. I'm I'm not saying his name anymore. He's on the list. The guy who the guy who's the commissioner for Major League Baseball because that's like you know you know it's kind of like you know being on a crash test dummy at this particular point. You know, and I'm, that's an insult to crash test stomachs. I know a couple of crash test stomachs. They're really cool guys. Mm-hmm. They do what they got to do. And then one lady, they do what they got to do. You know, they, they show us what's wrong too. with them. They yeah, more it, than one, one hit. But. 100%. 100%. You know, the drummer's awesome. So, you know, NFL, in my heart of hearts, I really think they're going to figure it out. I really think they're going to they're gonna benefit the way we talked about from 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 this going on. What's going on with so many college teams? When you just when you when you just Google the computer and you look at athletes and COVID tests, how many universities? Twenty-one players here, twenty players there. You know, it's so hard in that environment. And 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 for those of you who might have felt like, and I know it wasn't our regular listeners on, on, on here on here, here here on one more word pot. For those of you who say, well, you know, isn't college sports in a bubble? Absolutely not. No. No, dude, you're on a college campus. If you, for, for those of you who, who went to college and, and lived on campus with that experience, there is no bubble for nothing, okay? You know, you got the community, you got the town around, you got all the kids there, in and out, family coming in, family coming out, this, that, and the third, whatever. You got all this stuff going on. There, there is nothing close to it. So whoever thought that that was the reasoning behind or the case behind why we're not going to see any any cases in college in college football particularly, you you you, eh, you fail the life test. You know this just this just not how it works, and it's just really 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 too bad because now, what are we gonna see happen? We, okay, so let's okay, so let's go to the list. The first thing that we talked about here a month ago was we talked about how the PGA is gonna be affected because of they do their slotting for people who are eligible for 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 cards. So that the PGA will now have players who are not going to be eligible to play in uh, in any PGA tournament next year, which means the PGA is actually going to lose. Um, the PGA is actually going to lose players over the course of the next couple of years because they can't afford to stay in the league. So we talked about the PGA. Then we talked about how baseball is going to probably suffer because if the college seasons for baseball are cut short or don't happen, that we're talking about drafts, we're talking about people in the minor league system, we're talking about people from other countries. Who are, so now we're going to lose at least two years of cats who are trying to make it in professional baseball. College football. Football looks like it's going to be the same thing. If there's no college football season this year, which means there are a lot of players who might have been slated to be drafted going into next year, they might not be drafted now. They might be drafted anyway. Who knows? We don't know. It's a big question mark, right? So, so we're going to lose. We're not losing just this upcoming season. At base, best case scenario, we're losing two seasons of college football in terms of how it's going to help impact the feed to the NFL. So... it's a long game and whoever has the best plan to a support you know there's a reason when you're on a flight they tell you to put your mask on first before you help anyone that's with you why because you can't help you you can't help yourself i'm I'm telling you guys this in the class all the time that if you can't help yourself you can't help anyone else so if you take care of your professional level team once you come up with a functioning model, it's harder for football because of their 
because of the nature of how college sports work. It might not be as difficult for Major League Baseball, except for the fact that they're being run by the Tin Man or the or the, or, or the Scarecrow, whichever one was needed a brain. Um, I believe that was uh, the, the, the Scarecrow. The, the, I, sounds good to me. So <laughs> they got this cat here. I'm, <laughs> yeah, uh, father of the year here, buddy. Me and not knowing fairy tales or whatever that was. So, um, so with with a sport that can't even take care of itself, there is no way it's going to be able to take care of the people and the teams that they're trying to get to support them in the up in you know an upcoming season. So, um, absolutely. So there is, you know, you, 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 want, you want to see them get it right. And hopefully baseball will be able to survive this. Hopefully the players, more importantly than baseball surviving this season, the players surviving this season, no, we don't lose anyone. We don't have anything go overboard. And that's, that's our prayer. And that's hopefully the case. I'm sure every fan feels the same way. And, and, and perhaps NFL will, will actually learn from that. And that will be, that would be really, really amazing. Um, in today's show, on a word about Mr. Vin Scully. And the reason I want to bring him up is because of the Atlanta Braves. I know what? <laughs> so, Vin Scully once compared Yasiel Pui to Jackie Robinson. He talked about his abilities and what he saw him able to do. And he compared him to Jackie Robinson. And that is some super high, high praise, all right? Now, what Yasiel proved was that he might have had the physical talents, but he surely didn't have the mental ability to sort of deal with or do or even come close to representing himself in the game the way Jackie Robinson did. And now he's on the Braves, I think. He almost was, <laughs> I, I think. I said, I think he almost was, right? So when I saw that going down, I thought about the times that the Braves and, and Yasiel Puig and the, you know, he's one of those cats that you want him, you're on your team because if there's going to be a fight, you want to snap your finger, send him into the middle of the ring and whatever. So in thinking about that, I was thinking about somebody like Ben Scully, right? Somebody who has seen the breadth of sports history that we relive every time that we pull up YouTube or Google or whatever. And, and I sort of wonder whenever you listen to, whenever you listen to a Vince Scully interview, do you feel, do you get the idea that he is aware of what he has seen? And the answer is, I don't think so because he was in the middle of it. He was living it. So, that being said, to all of our listeners here, go back, find some of those old Vince Scully broadcasts. Don't matter what team that he was calling, no whether whatever who's, who were playing the Dodgers or whatever. Listen to the way he articulated the game and the time around the game, and I think it would give you a great, great appreciation for what. When it's about the game and not about the contracts, what it would mean to see that kind of thing happen. So we, you, so you can live in a time where we're not talking about your favorite team not being able to keep your favorite player and et cetera. So do, do yourself a favor. There, there are very few announcers around today that do that today. Um, the guy who calls the Padres games in San Diego, and I apologize, I can't think of his name, but he is amazing. He is amazing. It's almost a throwback to the whole idea of Joe Buck and 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 not Joe Buck. Um, did I say Joe Buck? I said Joe Buck, didn't mm-hmm. I? Who's the, who's the father? Jack Buck. The Jack Buck. Yeah. The 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 th- thank you. The, the 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 throwback to a Jack Buck to a Vin Scully. Even even before stuff started going sideways, Harry Carey. You know, you know, everybody likes to make fun of Harry Carey when toward the end of his career. But you listen to his stuff, man. I'm sorry. There's something to be said for those announcers. And and we don't have that today. The, the, The primary guy for the Atlanta Braves is also Ben Ingram is amazing. It's a it's really awesome when you hear it. 
the one thing I love about Sirius, I can listen to everybody's broadcast. And I know within a half an inning, if that radio announcer, radio announcer actually has a clue about the game, is talking to the fans, just talking to be talking. And and but if you want to hear somebody who's seen a lot of things, who when he makes a statement, he doesn't make it lightly. And and who and and view history of the game, please just go give Vince Scully some love. Just 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 look up Dodger broadcast with Vince Scully and just just give time out of you know, five minutes, man. Just give, give it some time. I think you'll really love it. Um, we thank you for taking the time this week to listen to us as you always do. The one thing you can't get back is your time. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, we hope to see you and hear you again soon. However you listen to us, please like and subscribe. Shoot us a note. GSI fact check us on stuff. Let us know, hey, man, I didn't think of it that way. Hey, dude, you totally missed the boat. And tell us why, and we'll be the first one. We'll give you credit. If you got a question, ask. We'll answer it as best we can. We'll do whatever we can for you because we appreciate you, all of you. So please, no matter what you're doing, please stay safe. Stay with the people you love. Just you know, just just do what you got to do to make sure you get to tomorrow so you can enjoy tomorrow and then you get to the next day after we deal with that. And, and and the most important thing, though, you can say no matter what sport that you love and no matter what team that you love, no matter what player that you love, the most important thing we can tell you is never let Jason Bourne borrow your car. Free.